Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy to be back here with you. I hope you are having a wonderful day, a wonderful moment, a wonderful walk a wonderful rest wherever you're listening to this podcast from. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you for listening. I have been loving all of your messages recently, telling me about which shows you're loving, which moments from the shows you're loving, and all of that. I don't need your validation, but I love it and I appreciate it. So thank you for all of your love and your um, your messages sharing the show and uh, it really, it really motivates me. It really excites me to know that you're loving the show and the episodes and the co- the topics of conversation and so on and so forth. I am really excited for today's solo episode. This has been a long time coming episode. I realized as I was planning ahead for my show for the next couple of months that I don't actually have an episode that is strictly and solely dedicated to this topic, and it is one of the pieces of my work that I do that people are incredibly interested in for good reason. And that topic is spirit babies. So we are going to be doing a spirit babies episode today, going through all of the nuances of this conversation, because there are so many, and just really sharing with you everything that I know and understand about this topic, about souls of the children we are meant to have or that we have known on this planet at some point. Maybe they're not here with us anymore. So we're going to be going into that whole conversation. I do want to give a disclaimer for this conversation as I understand that this topic can evoke um, uh, emotion in some. Um, It can be triggering for some people. We are going to be discussing topics such as miscarriage, abortion, early infant loss, um, and topics along those lines that may be triggering for you if you've had experiences like this in the past or if you are currently going through an experience such as this. So please listen with um, only if you have the capacity um, to to listen to this conversation at this time and it feels empowering for you and uplifting and hopeful for you. If at any point you need to turn off this conversation, I will not be offended. Um, I want you to know that I care about your capacity. So I wanted to give this little disclaimer just in the intro here. So please take care of yourselves. Only listen if you feel that this can be uplifting and, 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 a, and a, an exciting conversation for you at this time. So we will get into the episode momentarily, but a couple of things that I wanted to mention before we get started. Number one, just a reminder that my membership platform, Emily the Medium, the collective is still open for enrollment. Um, I'm going to keep enrollment open for the rest of or for the rest of 2020. So to the end of December, so you still have a month to get in. 
And we are having so much fun in Emily the Medium, the Collective. I just had an amazing friend of mine, Nadia Gabrielle, come in to do a guest teaching spot in the Collective. Next week, we have another dear friend of mine, Zoe Swan, who is a Kundalini yoga teacher, coming to give my membership uh, community a full, beautiful Kundalini yoga meditation and yoga class. And I'm planning lots of special things and lots of special pieces of content throughout the rest of December to support you through the holiday season. So if you are interested in joining the most fun community, we have so much fun on our on our calls, on our energy check-ins. We do energy check-ins every week. Um, we do development workshops, intuitive development workshops. So if you're looking for a way to receive mentorship through me, but one-on-one mentorship is not accessible for you. The Collective is an incredible way to get in on that. We have guest teachers. We have mini coaching calls and live mini readings. If you are looking for, you know, if you have a pressing question and you're looking for my psychic insight on. So it's a really really fun place to be. And it could even be actually a really good gift. Like if you're like, you know, don't know what to ask for for um, for a gift. It's a, it's an amazing way to kind of give to yourself in this time in this season. So, Emily the Medium, the collective enrollment is open. Um, by the time you're listening to this podcast, we'll be a little bit into December, but you can still get in. You don't have to get in necessarily on the first of the month. You can come in anytime, and as always, you can leave anytime. Although you won't want to because it is so fun and you'll love everything that is a part of it. So, I will post the link in the show notes. For that, and I hope to see you there. The other thing I want to tell you about today is I want to give a shout out to my good friends, Leah and Rachel, over at The Basic Witches, their podcast. So, first of all, let me just say, Leah and Rachel, I had the chance to meet them very briefly at uh, an event in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. And just even in the short few moments that we spoke, they their energy is so uplifting and so engaging and so um, magnetic, very magnetic, the two of them. And you can just tell the way they work together and bounce off of each other. Um, I believe Leah is a Gemini, Rachel's a Scorpio. They just have this super magnetic dynamic between the two of them that they really bring to their podcast called The Basic Witches. So I would love if you gave went over to their show and gave them a listen. They really have this intelligent way of infusing comedy. They're both comedians and they're absolutely hilarious. I actually will have them on my show in the next couple of months. And the first thing that I'm going to ask them to do is do these accents. They each do these like these impressions. Um, Leah does an incredible Drew Barrymore impression, which I will ha- be having her do 100%. So, and Rachel does this amazing impression um, of, of an Australian accent. So it's incredible. They're amazing. They have such cool guests on their show. They bring celebrity guests on. They've had Margaret Cho on their show. And they were actually just recently featured in Cosmopolitan magazine in an article called 17 Witch Podcasts that will completely enchant you. Their podcast, Basic Witches, was on that list. So I would love if you headed over to their show and gave them a listen. It's so lighthearted, but it's also so insightful. And I know you will love every single episode that they put out. So hop on over, check out Basic Witches with Leah and Rachel. And without further ado, let's get to today's show on Spirit Babies. All right, let's get into today's conversation on spirit babies. Actually, before we get there, I want to broadcast a little interesting tidbit or an interesting theme that I've been noticing for the last couple months. I've been getting 
quite a few messages, a handful of messages from some of you, um, people who actually who have who are no, not familiar with my work or me or who I am or what I do in any capacity in any way previously. And I've get, been getting this is probably the third or fourth, maybe fifth, third or fourth or fifth time that I've gotten a message or an email such as this, where someone reaches out and they say, Emily, I don't know who you are. I didn't know who you were until last night. I had a dream that you came to me and you told me your name and you told me who you were. And you basically said that you could help me or that you could guide me or that you could support me in some way um, in my dream. And then they wake up and because it was so clear and in the dream, you know, they were getting my name so strongly and so clearly they wake up, they Google my name, they look up my name on Instagram and they find me and find out, oh my God, she's a real person. And then they send me a message and say, I, you won't, you'll, I don't know if you'll believe this or what this is about or if this will mean anything to you, but I had a dream last night that you came into my dream, told me who you were and said that you could help me. So I want to address this um, in case there's any of you who are listening who are having similar experiences. This is absolutely not uncommon. This is not necessarily something I'm doing consciously. Obviously, this is a certain element of my kind of astral self, um, the self, the part of me that is projecting out while I'm sleeping. I've talked a little bit about astral travel in my episode with Ariel who's projecting out of myself while I'm sleeping and going to travel. Sometimes I go and visit the other side and visit my ancestors. Sometimes I go to different locations around the world. And apparently, sometimes I go and visit people who could apparently use my help in some way. So I wanted to address this because it's this is not a uncommon thing for somebody to who is, you know, here for service on the planet to come into someone's dreams and offer them a healing or offer them an insight or offer them help in their waking life or things like this. So I just want you to use it as, um, you know, as kind of a reminder not to dismiss these kinds of things and to pay attention to them, um, you know, and, and to just kind of really go like, huh, like, why might I be getting that person coming into my dreams? Like, what could I, you know, how could they help me or how could um, what could I kind of receive from them or this kind of thing? So just always like be mindful that when someone's coming into your dreams, <laughs> it just holds space for the fact that it might not just be, you know, a figment of your subconscious or of your imagination. It could actually be a real visitation from a living person um, who is either there to give you a transmission, there to give you an insight or, or things like this. So clearly I've been very busy in dream time in my sleep. Um, I have not, uh, you know, been resting. I've been working in my sleep, which, uh, you know, I think is really hilarious. Um, and it makes sense why I'm feeling a little extra exhausted in the last couple of months. I've been busy in dream time. So just a little PSA, pay attention. And if any of you have had me coming into your dreams and, you know, visiting with you or giving you a message or an insight, please share with me now. I'm very curious to see if this is happening to more people but they've just dismissed it. Okay. So I was talking to this one person this morning who said, I've never heard of you before. I don't even believe in what you do, but you came to me in my, in, in my dream and told me who you were and told me to come find you in waking life. Okay. So, you know, my life gets weirder and weirder and weirder every day and it's totally fine. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. Um, so anyway, just wanted to give that as a little PSA before we get into today's episode. Which I'm really excited about. I, I love this topic. You know, like I said earlier, I have talked about this on various different podcasts. I actually, this is probably 
a topic that or a question that I get asked on ev- almost every single podcast interview I ever do, because I think we are very curious about this concept. We're interested about what I'm about to talk about. And it's exciting um, and and interesting for a lot of people, this topic of spirit babies. And I was actually just on my friend Christina Rice's podcast the other day. Um, That interview will be coming out at some point. And she asked me this question and we had a really great, we had a really great conversation around it as this is something that she's experienced in her practice as well. And it inspired me to create an episode solely on this topic. So here we go. So. First of all, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this concept or what I'm talking about, a part of my work that I have discovered in the last few years that is possible for me is the ability to communicate with the energies and the souls of children who are not yet incarnated on this planet, or they have been incarnated on this planet at some point, but they are no longer here with us. Um, or, you know, there, there's so much nuance to this conversation. So this is one of the things that I really want to kind of break down, because not only are there, are, is a spirit baby a child who is, you know, a future child for a family or for a person, it can also be a soul of a child who was... Um, in with a family at one point in utero, and then they went home via miscarriage or terminated a pregnancy. There's so there's a lot of nuance to this conversation, and I and like I said in in the intro, um, you know, just be mindful of your of yourself as you listen to this episode, as it can be triggering. I know this is a concept that a lot of people, um, you know women and families and you know women are not the only like we, we just I don't want to kind of um pigeonhole that with just a sort of a certain gender term because um all different kinds of humans can give birth but I think it is you know the path to bringing a child onto this planet is one of the most joyful and wonderful and devastating in some people's cases process um that that we go through as human beings it is such a very journey it is such a roller coaster for some people it is not easy for some people it's easy for other people it's you know some people really struggle for years and years and years trying to bring a child onto this planet and some people can have a child with like not even trying to they just look at their partner and they can conceive so you know, there's a lot of nuance to this conversation. And I just want to hold space for that. I don't know everything about this topic, as I always say, I'm speaking from my own experience and things that I've learned in readings um, and through my own direct experiences with the energies of these children, of these souls. So just keeping that in mind, and I'm not going to be able to, just because there is so much nuance and so many variables to this conversation, I'm not going to be able to name all of them. But essentially, just to kind of sum it up really nice and clear, a spirit baby is the soul of a child at any point in time, past, present, or future. Okay, so past, children who are past, um, the souls of children who are past, whether that is in utero, whether that is early infant child loss, whether that is um, a terminated pregnancy to uh, due to a genetic abnormality or otherwise, right? So there's there's the past aspect of it. There's also the present aspect of it. So this is the ability com- to communicate with a child who is presently in utero, um, which I have a lot of fun doing. This is one is one of my favorite things to do. And you know, some people ask like, how is that possible? Which I will talk about. I actually just did 
a, a wonderful um, spirit baby reading for a great friend of mine who actually just brought her beautiful daughter onto this planet a couple of days ago. And I got the opportunity to speak with her in utero about a week before she was born. And uh, so that's that was really special. So that's the present aspect of it. And then there's the future aspect of it as well. So these are children who are not yet here with us, but they are planning their incarnation in our family. Um, they've chosen their family. They're ready to kind of come in. So that that's like a very simple way of summing it up. Obviously, there's a lot more variables than just past, present, future, but that's the best way I can think to describe it right now. So that's what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, if you have the other thing I want to hold space for as well is there are some families or some people, there are some human beings who just know that they are not meant to um, or they don't want to or they choose not to bring a child onto this planet. They are not interested in that journey. Um, they're not, they don't choose that journey for themselves. I just want to hold space for that experience as well. This is obviously going to be a very kind of um, children specific, conception specific, pregnancy specific episode. But I want you to know that, um, you know, childbirth and, and bringing a child onto this planet is not the only way that we can birth things and that we, the only way that we conceive things. You may have another purpose that um, that that your life is is dedicated to, and so I just want to kind of give a shout out to those people who are not choosing that path for themselves or for their family. And I see you and appreciate you, and and honor you, and 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 totally get it, totally understand. So let's get into it. First, I want to describe how I could how I discovered that that this this was possible for me, how I how this came on my scene because it definitely wasn't you know, something that I knew that I could do until the first time that it happened to me, which is, you know, such is the path of my, you know, of my particular work. It's like, oh, I can do that. Oh, wow. I didn't even know, you know, what that was. So it's a, it's like I discover a new thing or a new kind of ability um, or a new aspect of an ability every single day. Truly, truly. It's, it's, it's ever unfolding, ever unfolding. So the first time that this happened, was and I can remember the exact day. I can remember the exact person. I'm not sure if she listens to this podcast, but if she listens to this podcast, then um, then she will know who who I'm talking about. But um, I sat down to do a reading with a with a woman, and uh, you know started to tune in. And as I was tuning in, I felt the energy of this little girl. And as most of you know probably very obvious by the title of this podcast is I'm a medium. So obviously I, I connect with the energies of, of loved ones on the other side. So as I was tuning into this woman, I felt this energy of this little girl come forward and I can still remember exactly what she looked like, um, what her what her energy felt like, her personality. It was all very visceral and very clear. And as she was coming in, I felt her there and I felt her, you know, trying to telepathically communicate with me. But at the beginning, I was a little unsure because I thought that she was a spirit, a spirit person. I thought that um, that this was a daughter that this um, this woman had had lost um, who had actually lived because she was showing me if I'm, I believe she was showing me that she was around three or four years old at that time. And and so so I'm going, did you have a, would you have had a daughter who would have passed at around three or four years old? And she goes, no, no, no. Um, and then I, and then at that point, this child, this the spirit child, kind of intervened and went, well, yes, she did have a daughter, but you know, but but I, I passed in utero. Um, and and so then I'm going, okay, so I, and then I, my my wheels are turning, right? I'm trying to piece this whole thing together. I'm going, wait a second, okay, hold on, hold on. So this is a child 
who this woman um, had in utero. The the pregnancy um, was ended in a miscarriage, and that had happened at the time. It was it ended up that the age that she was presenting herself at was actually the age that, or the the amount of time that had passed since she had had the miscarriage. Okay, so I'm starting to piece this together. I'm going, oh, okay, so. Technically, this is a child that was lost in a miscarriage. She's showing me herself at this age. Um, she's, you know, she's referencing herself as her daughter. The woman then chimed in and said, yes, I always felt it was a girl. I always felt it was a daughter. I wasn't able to have that confirmed, but um, but now I feel that that's confirmed for me. So that was all wonderful. So technically, that is mediumship, right? Because that was that was the soul of this child who had been here. I was able to get evidence around the eight, the amount of time that that she was gone and um and there was more information just around you know what kind of uh what um stage in the pregnancy that that she had um went home and what happened and all this kind of stuff so there's the mediumship aspect of that but then something changed she started to talk about how um about how her mom the woman that i was talking to was was trying to conceive again and was having issues it was the number one focus in her life. That was all she could think about. She wanted to have another child and she was having problems doing that. And so this child's message essentially for her was, I'm on my way back. Um, I'm coming back to you. I am going to incarnate again. This is what you need to know about that. Here are some messages. Here's what you need to hear about that and so on and so forth. And so that's when... I'm going, huh, maybe there's something to this. Well, first of all, it hadn't even occurred to me at that point in time that a child could be here um, in utero, leave the planet through a miscarriage, and then actually make the conscious choice to come back to the Earth in a different body, but the same soul. So I'm going, huh, okay. That's it. That's very interesting. I just learned something new. So that was the first experience. And from that point forward, the spirit babies started to come in in hordes in every reading. It was almost like for a couple of months, it was the only thing I could talk about if the person was, you know, was interested in that topic. And it seemed that I would have people coming to me in those months following that first experience with the spirit baby who were, it was the same situation. They were trying to conceive and they were having issues or they were unable to, or they had unexplained infertility, or they had a medical condition that was making pregnancy difficult or conception difficult, right? So it was almost like spirit was like, hey, Emily, you know, you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to kind of be a conduit for the souls of these children so that you can help bring them onto the planet. You can help these families you can help these people conceive. <laughs> so I'm going, wow, you know, at the time I'm only like 21, 22. Children are, you know, it's something that I know that I want. They are not on my radar at this moment. I currently still don't have physical children of my own. So I'm kind of going like, why me? You know, I've never had the, the child experience. I mean, I love children. I'm so connected to children. I love babies. My first job actually was I was a mother's helper um, at 10 years old for a family friend of mine, their their daughter, um, who when I started uh, working with their family, she was about six months old. So I have always been so connected to children, but I kind of had a why me moment because I'm like, isn't there somebody who's like better for this job? You know, um, like, why? Why me? 
And and basically what, what my guides said back is, well, Emily, you're able to be objective. You don't have any direct experiences of your own, so you're able to be kind of objective and unbiased and almost kind of like unemotional about it in the way, just sort of very straight to the point um, and things like this. So I'm going, okay, all right, well, you know, I'll be open to it. So I didn't actually start specifically offering spirit baby readings until a, a, a no, I, I did. I didn't. I did this kind of unofficially for a while, where it would sort of just these spirit babies would just come through in readings um, when I wasn't even trying to have them come through. And then a little while after that, um, I started officially giving spirit baby readings, and they are still one of the most favorite things that I do. Um, it's one of the most amazing things, especially getting to communicate with souls of children um, in in this year, in 2020. It's been so incredible to see the type of souls that are coming onto the planet who are being conceived. Um, they are such high caliber and so intelligent. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, but it's been a really interesting time to do this kind of work and to be kind of attuned to this particular frequency. So, so that's kind of how I got started with this work. And then from there, it has really just taken off ever since. I've had the pleasure to work with all different kinds of people along the spectrum. Again, I've worked with families who are, um, who are maybe it's not even on their radar yet that they are going to start conceiving, but they want to start creating a relationship with the, the souls of their future children well in advance, which I think is just absolutely brilliant because I really believe that the conception process begins long before we actually start trying to conceive. Um, so there's families who I've worked with who, you know, they're still like two, three, four years off from actually starting to conceive, but they're actually starting to proactively, energetically plan to bring these children onto the planet, which I just think is the most brilliant thing ever. So I work with families such as that. I've worked with um, single women who are looking to bring a child onto this planet simply with them, without with uh, without the um, without a partner involved. Um, I've worked with families who have almost been because of the conception process or infertility, unexplained infertility has driven them and their partner apart and they're having a hard time connecting. I've created connections that sort of clear some things up and start to bring these families back together. I've worked with families who have lost children in um, early miscarriages and also late-term miscarriages. I've worked with families who have brought children onto this planet and had them live for a few days or a few weeks and then they've gone home. So you get the picture. There's so many variables to this work. So when I say spirit babies, I mean all of these different things at once. I mean children who have been here, children who are here in utero at the moment, children who will be here. All of these different things. There's so many variables to this conversation. And, you know, I was trying to think before I started recording this episode, like, what do I most want people to know about this? And I just think the, that the first thing is that it is, I want you to know that it is so possible for you to have, you like, as always, I say this with mediumship as well, is that you don't need me to communicate with the soul of your child. I can get you started, but I think that it is so possible for each and every single one of us to have a beautiful, intimate connection with the soul of our children, souls of our children before they incarnate here. One of my best friends, um, Arielle, who's been on the podcast, she had this 
gorgeous relationship with her now daughter Yara before she incarnated onto the planet. She had a sign or a symbol that she knew how to relate to her. She knew when she was around her. She had dreams about her. She knew what her name was for like 10 years before she even came onto this planet. Like so, her connection with her is so crystal clear. And I just want to kind of hold division for some of you who and let you know that that same relationship is possible. And you know that the, the one number one way that I have people connect to this is I have them, you know, bring intention into the process, just as the same way as we kind of look to connect with our guides or connect with our loved ones. I have them bring intention and consciousness and, and awareness into this conversation. So that that maybe means sitting down in a quiet kind of meditation space and you're maybe carving out this time specifically to communicate with your spirit baby. And, you know, you kind of put your hands on your abdomen, on the belly and start to, um, you know, just start to talk, just start to communicate to them, say, you know, I'm here. I am open to having a connection with you. Thank you for allowing me to feel you. Um, you know, thank you for showing me all of you, because oftentimes there are more than one spirit baby who is around a person at one time. Um, and, and just also another thing that I think is really important to mention is this isn't solely the job, you know, or the, the kind of the the responsibility to connect of the female counterpart in in a partnership um and you know there's all different kinds of of of, of iterations to this and i don't even want to speak about this strictly in kind of a heteronormative sort of context because um you know same sex relationships of any combination are still able to have this connection as well it's not it's not you know um a like a, a spirit baby can still communicate with a gay couple who, you know, who are finding a surrogate, like the spirit, spirit baby will lead the, the family to the surrogate who is correct for them, or they will lead them to the clinic, you know, that where they're going to find the surrogate that's correct for them and so on. You understand? So it's, again, this is what I mean by it's like, it's almost hard for me to sum up all of the different variables in one episode, but um, a spirit baby is a spirit baby, no matter how they're coming in or who they're coming to. It doesn't matter. Um, they're not like just coming to the female, just coming to the mother. I've heard of 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 men who have an even stronger connection to their spirit babies than than the female counterpart in the relationship does. Right. So there's so much room for interpretation here. But what I going back to what I was saying, just knowing that it's totally possible for you to have a connection with your child before you you before they come here. I know for me, you know, again, I'm I'm still kind of I'm not exactly sure how much I was actually just talking about this with a friend last night. Like, when do you think my spirit babies are going to come because it is a little bit of a blind spot for me. I do have blind spots for myself where I can't necessarily psychically see super clearly what's going to happen. Um, but I was kind of like quizzing her on it. And you know, but for me personally, like I'm, this is still a little bit of a while off for me. And, and I know that, and I'm, I'm conscious of that. I'm aware of that. I'm aware that there's still things that I have to do before I bring children onto this planet. And that's what my own spirit babies have communicated to me. But, you know, I already have a good idea of their energies, um, that they're, they're each of their individual energies and their potential kind of genders and their personalities and what they're going to look like. I have vivid, vivid imagery and visions of my future um, daughter. Uh, I know exactly what she's going to look like at all different stages throughout her, um, her life. 
I most recently had um, a, a dream of her actually where she was about like in her early 20s and just seeing kind of so clearly what she looks like. And, and so I have a connection with, with these energies. And it's kind of funny because I work with, as some of you know, I, I mentor um, people psychically and mediumistically. And um, a lot of my students for the past couple of months have had one of my spirit babies coming through, um, the girl. And, you know, she's like, she's around you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, you know, um, and the start sort of validating some of these details about who she is and her personality and things like this, which, of course, I already know about. Um, but it's just kind of cool because everybody everybody feels like they're like, wow, she's so strong. Like, is she super close? Like, are you, you know, getting ready to, like, conceive or have a, you know, have a child? And I'm like, no, no, you know, not quite. She's just really strong. Like, she's eager. She's excited. Um, so, you know, so I've had my own kind of experiences with the souls of my future children um, there as well. So just knowing that it's possible to have a relationship. And, you know, I think the thing is, as we're moving forward on this planet at this time, that not only is it possible, but I actually really believe it's compulsory um, because, I worked and have worked with so many women and so many people who have had um, unexplained infertility. So they have tried everything. They have tried all of the naturopaths, the acupuncture, the diet elimination plans. They've done everything and anything. There is no physiological reason why they wouldn't be able to get pregnant, but it's just not happening. And in my humble opinion, I believe the reason for unexplained infertility at least 90% of the time is that the soul of the child um, needs to make a connection to the family, to the mother, to the carrier of the child before they incarnate. I believe that that is the, one of the sole reasons for unexplained infertility. And, you know, lo and behold, every time I work with somebody who is experiencing unexplained infertility, I'm like, okay, do you feel like you have a strong connection? Do you feel like you can receive messages from your spirit baby? And they're like, they're either like, no, absolutely not. I didn't even know that was a thing. Or they're like, kind of, sometimes, but it's not clear, things like this. And we start to work together and we start to clear up some of the reasons that the spirit baby is telling me that they can't incarnate with the family. And, you know, a couple of months later, they're able to conceive where, you know, maybe their doctor told them it was impossible for them to get pregnant or they should, you know, just give up or consider adoption or things like this. So that's probably the most rewarding part of this work is getting to show people who have maybe all but given up hope on the possibility of becoming a mother or stepping into a motherhood path that you know, don't give up. Like, let's try this and see what happens. And, you know, sometimes, most of the time it works. Sometimes there's more variables. There's a timing aspect. There's something that still needs to be worked out in the partnership between two people and things like this. But I have had the privilege and the pleasure to get to watch these families who have given up and then they get the positive pregnancy test. And then nine months later, they bring this this child onto the planet. Um, and that has just been the most special thing in the world for me. I have a couple clients who are who will forever be near and dear to my heart and their children will forever be near and dear to my heart because they you know worked with me for 6 months to a year or more than that um to kind of help them try and conceive and they they finally are able to conceive and then 9 months later they bring this child onto the planet. So 
I have a handful of, and sometimes you'll see me sharing on on Instagram, like, this is one of my spirit babies. Like, you know, this is one of the babies that I, I kind of helped to to bridge the, the gap between heaven and earth. I helped bring them here. And I take great pride in that. And, you know, I know that I'm not, obviously not responsible for it, but I, I believe that this work helps. I believe that it helps. I really, really do. I think that it may even be the missing link to um to the, the the conversation around unexplained infertility and then we can even talk about this from the other side of the 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 other kind of end of things where you know a a woman or a family has a diagnosed medical condition that either hinders pregnancy or makes pregnancy difficult such as PCOS endometriosis um and things like this and there, and the spirit baby is actually able to kind of guide the family or guide the mother into the correct treatment, the correct practitioner, the correct, you know, sort of um, path forward that is going to help, again, help them make their way here. So I think that's another thing that I would want women and families to know that know that these children are just as committed and just as dedicated and just as excited to come to earth and be a part of your family as you are. And they are willing to do everything and anything, whether that is aligning a certain connection, again, like I said, with a specific medical practitioner or, you know, a fertility clinic or things like that. They're willing to guide you there. Um, but of course, it's much easier to have that knowledge, um, you know, when when you have a connection rather than you're just kind of like, you know, making shots in the dark kind of thing. So and again, that's not something that you need me for. You can absolutely get there on your own, but it is good to have somebody who can kind of, you know, be the um, like the first match, so to speak, and kind of get things going for you. And then you can take it from there, which a lot of families do. I'm, you know, they're able to have one session with me. We figure a couple things out. I give them some action items, work on this, work on this, go, go see if you can find someone who specializes in X, Y, Z, and they take it away. And, you know, X amount of time later, they're able to conceive. And then I get to kind of see the, the pictures and meet these children when they're here and just really rejoice in happiness for these families. Like, yay, you know, they made it here. So um, it's really special. As you can tell, it's, it's so close to my heart. And I'm so committed to doing everything that I can to help be, you know, the the bridge to this conversation for people who it's a new concept to. And I think even if this is, if this does sound kind of far out there for you, which if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully it won't. But if you're kind of like, what the hell, Emily, you know, what are, what are you talking about right now? Um, just know that I really believe that it's just like anything else. You know, why would a soul of a child be totally radio silent before they were coming onto this planet? Like, of course, this is an intelligent like, you know, people take one look at their children and their babies like, wow, this is a, you know, this this child is just like a gift from God. You know, they are just like, this is incredible what the, you know, not only what the anatomy of the human body can do to bring a child into this planet, but this little child's, you know, body that's animated with this soul and with this personality, like there's got to be more to it than just, um, you know, uh, the the kind of the the birds and the bees sort of conception process is so much more than that. So you know that the the idea that we can communicate with the, the the intelligence of these souls before they get here is not is not a crazy idea. And you know I think there's even just like people who I've talked to who have been like yeah you know like ever since I was as soon as I could form a thought I knew that I was going to have two children I was going to have two boys I was going to have a set of twins. I knew what their names were. 
you know, I knew um, that this is the order they would come in. I knew what age I was going to have my children. Like, like that's not a that's not a coincidence that you know that information or that you felt that information. That's not just random. You know, that's not your just your own will, right? Like that is very intentional. That is the souls of these these children who are speaking to you very early on. Um, I used to have an old coworker, and you know, she wasn't. Um, trying to kind of conceive it at the time, but she would always tell me about her first daughter. And she would talk about her daughter. I remember the first time she talked about her daughter, I was like, wait, do you have this child already? She's like, no, no, no. Um, but she would talk about this daughter. She would t- she told me her name at the time. She told me, you know, what she looked like in detail. She said, I always have dreams about her. I know what she's like. I know what she looks like. And, you know, now it's it's about five or so years later. and And this daughter is here with her. She has this daughter now. She has the name that she wanted her to have. She looks exactly the way that she described her, right? So it's not a crazy concept. The souls of your children are communicating with you whether you know it or not. So let's bring some consciousness to that conversation. Let's, you know, really make it commonplace to you know, bring this kind of co- concept even of conscious conception. How are we consciously bringing a soul onto this planet? What do they need? What do we need to work on before they come? What do we need to be aware of before they come? How can we support their mission, right? Especially now, especially in this time, these children who are coming to the planet, um, you know, I usually say within the last kind of five to 10 years, but even more specifically in 2019, 2020, 2021, like these children have such specific life purposes and missions of what they're here to do for and with the planet. And for us as parents, we can have the consciousness around that or have the general idea around that before they get here so that we can support these children in their individual missions. It is so important. And I think it's something that everybody should be doing in some capacity. And especially if you are actively trying to conceive whether you are doing that, you know, whether that is happening, whether you're currently pregnant or whether you are are trying to conceive, I believe that it is, you know, that kind of conscious communication, that telepathic communication between parent whether, you know, mother or father figure um, or mother, mother figure or father, father figure is is so important. And, you know, just open up to that, open up to the idea that you can do that, you, you can have that. And I promise you, they are the, some of the easiest communicators that I have ever worked with. They're so pure. I, I say that that two of the easiest communicators, two of the easiest types of energy that I can communicate are children. So spirit babies and children and animals, they're so pure. They're so easy to talk to. They're very clear. They know what they want to say. They know how they want to say it. They want to communicate it with love. It is so crystal clear. It's so pure. They're the easiest communicators if you allow if you allow yourself to open up to that connection. Um, I also want to just briefly touch on the concept before we wrap up this conversation. And I really do feel like this is kind of like a part one. I think there will absolutely be a part two to this 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 podcast. I can see that I'm going to have, you know, lots of questions flowing in um, that maybe are born out of this conversation, um, no pun intended. So if you have a question or an experience that is sparking your kind of interest after this conversation, please feel free to send me an email, send me an Instagram DM, 
send me a message and I'd be happy to share your story on the show or just answer a question that maybe you have that is being born out of this conversation. The last topic that I want to talk about is um, the concept of early infant loss and, um, and you know, stillbirth and these these experiences where a family is is bringing a child um, onto this planet and and maybe they are alive at birth but they live for a very short time maybe they are not um their soul has already left their body at birth um and we're able to have a few moments with you know we're able to have time with their physical body or maybe they live for a short time and then for whatever reason they pass away i just want to send a special love beam to all of the families who have experienced something of this nature, because I know from talking to various people who have experienced something like this, that it is one of the most earth-shattering, devastating experiences that I believe we can experience as a human being. I was actually getting my hair done yesterday, and you know, I, this, is, this is not uncommon that I am out in the world <laughs> in the regular world talking to, you know, regular people and these topics of loss come up and these topics of grief come up and the hairdresser I was talking to yesterday had actually lost her two-month-old son. I'm not going to go into too much detail just for, you know, for confidentiality purposes, um, but she had lost her two-month-old son to a, to a very, very rare, he contracted a very, very rare disease. And and he and he passed um, at two months old, and I was talking to her, and she said, you know, it could have it could have shattered me. I could have been done. That could have been done. My life then. I was, you know, I was in my early thirties. I could have been done. I could have left. Um, I could have stopped. I could have stopped breathing, and uh, and and I could have done that. But I kept going, and uh, you know, I feel that the the pain of that grief every single day. And one of the first things that I ask mothers who have lost children is I say, you know, what, tell me about them. What did they look like? Tell me about like, what, what were they like? How did they nurse? How did they feed? How did they sleep? How, how what was their, you know, what were their eye color? What was their name? I want to know what was their name? Because I think that we need to bring awareness to these children. It doesn't matter how long they lived, how, how, if they could talk, if they could you know, laugh if they could play. It doesn't matter that this child lived and they mattered and their life was important and their existence, however short or long, was important. Their name matters. And I really want to, I got goosebumps as I'm saying this, I feel all of the souls of, of these children who are behind me, um, you know, really kind of supporting their mothers and supporting their families who had to go through this terrible, terrible loss. Um, but just knowing that, you know, not only do they are they important, but also that they are still so, no matter how long ago it was, how short they lived, how long they lived, you know, what they passed from, it doesn't matter. I want the mothers who are going through an experience such as this to know that these, the souls of these children never leave you. They never leave you. They are always present with you. And in some cases, in some cases, this is where I was leading with this conversation, that their souls can actually come back in the form of another body in a future pregnancy or in a future conception that this soul will actually come back it'll be different because it's not the same you know different different body different name um but sometimes there's people that i've talked to who go this is my son who i lost you know 
five years ago or 10 years ago, I recognize him. This is him. This is his energy. I feel the same way as I did when, you know, when he was here. Um, and, and I, I know it's him. Right. And so I do want to just validate that experience that that is absolutely possible. That is something that happens that a child can, can, you know, can leave this planet and then in the future experience, they come back. Um, it is possible. It may not happen as much as we would like. Um, there is kind of specific experiences where sometimes children will, will just come to have the experience in utero for a short period of time, or they come to take a few breaths here on earth and then it's time for them to leave this planet and they have no plans of coming back. So that is another option as well. Um, so the, you know, again, you're getting my point when I say there's a lot of variables, there's a lot of different ways that these things can go, but I just really encourage you to listen to your intuition around this topic as well. And, you know, if you feel like your, you know, your daughter right now, who's two years old and she has the same soul, the same energy as a miscarriage that you had 15 years ago, I promise you that that is probably true. If you feel it, trust it. If you, if you just get that feeling, you know, that I believe that there is nothing like a mother's intuition or a female um, identifying person's intuition. I think it's so strong. Of course, we all have this, but I believe that it's very heightened in um in in those who are able to carry children. It's it's pretty incredible. So listen to that and trust that and I hope this conversation encourages you and brings you a little bit of hope if you are out there and you are struggling with unexplained infertility, you're struggling with PCOS, endometriosis, if you're struggling with a genetic condition that is preventing you from conceiving and your only hope and your desire and your wish in the world is to conceive, if you're struggling with any other kind of rare issues or disorders or things that are preventing you from, um, that feel like they're preventing you from this happening for you, I want you to know, please have hope. Please keep going. Um, please, you know, sit with these, the energies of, of, you know, take a moment, sit in meditation, open up to the, the, the possibility that you can communicate and see what happens, see what information comes through. I promise you, you are not being abandoned. You are being guided and just please, um, keep your chin up and, you know, I'm here to support you. If you're going through something around this topic and you need support, please feel free to reach out. I'm happy to chat with you. I still do spirit baby readings. That is still something that I do and I'm actively doing. So if you're interested in doing something like that, you can also reach out to me. And I hope this conversation was enlightening for you. And like I said, we will most absolutely be doing a part two because I can already feel into the enormous amount of questions that are going to be raised after this conversation. So I am sending all of you so much love and a special love beam to the people and mothers out there, um, either currently pregnant, who are hoping to get pregnant in the future, um, or have been have carried a child at one point, or 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 held a child who is no longer here with them. I love you. I love you. I love you. My heart goes out to you. I am holding space for you. And please let me know if I can support you in any way. And with that, that is where we will end today's conversation. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you all very soon.